You're listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by Travcom. Welcome to the Exhibitor Minute of the Travel Nursing and Allied Life podcast. With me this week is Dan Potenzieri, and he's the Regional Director and Partner Engagement for Post University. Dan will be at the conference this year at TravCon, and he is going to talk to us about what types of education opportunities that post-university can offer to healthcare travelers, both online, in-person, what they can do. So stay tuned for all the different options. Welcome, and thank you for coming to the podcast, Dan. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about post-university. I know it has quite a long name and a little bit of history of merging. Tell us a bit about post-university. Yeah, so Post University uh, originally was founded in 1890 uh, in Connecticut, and it has a, a long and tenured history. But the most important history for uh, your TravCon members to know about is the recent acquisition of American Sentinel University, uh, which brings a host of nursing programs to the schools that Post University now offers to its students. Um, and so with that, the merger brought American Sentinel University over and is now called American Sentinel College of Nursing and Health Sciences. And the degrees which were acquired are RN to BSN programs, MSN programs with uh, eight specializations, which includes the NP specializations, um, an MBA in healthcare, and then a DNP program with four specializations in the DNP. You cover quite a bit then, so they can take whatever they need at whatever level you can provide Correct. that. And tell us a little bit about the specializations within the BSNs, MSNs, PhDs that you offer. Correct. So um, the RN to BSN program, um, that's pretty standard. The, the real difference here is that we offer a bridge program for the RN to BSN as well. Um, this is often asked of us for people that you know have received their RN, but they know that they want to get an MSN at some point, And they figured, hey, why don't I just, you know, do both of these things at the same time. Um, and the thing that's unique about our RN to BSN bridge program is that one, you also, you know, first you get your bachelor's degree. Um, some of the RN bridges out there are um, master's only. So you complete the entire bridge, but you only receive a master's degree. Um, and then uh, some also the, the RN to BSN bridges, they have um, where you don't get either degree until you complete both degree programs. Mm. Um, and what's unique about ours is that you actually grant, you are granted a BSN once you receive the 120 credits to get um, your bachelor's degree level, and then you continue on with your program. And well, that's, so that's unique about the RN to BSN. That's handy because if life gets in the way and you have to stop or pause at the BSN part, you have a little bit of time and then you can carry on and do the MSN. That's good. Absolutely. And I think, I think the other thing too, that's really important about this is um, a lot of hospitals these days, magnet hospitals, you know, when you're done being a traveler and you want to settle down and you're trying to find that place that, you know, you want to call your home. Um, some require a bachelor's degree and they may not accept the master's degree equivalent. And so, you know, it's important when you're looking at RN to BSN bridge programs to know what you're actually getting out of that program when you're receiving your degree. You know, you might be in a bachelor's degree in RN to BSN MSN program and you might be, you know, two or three credits into the MSN and then a life occurrence happens and you don't have the BSN and you can't get the BSN until you complete your MSN. And the reason why we created all, basically this program and all of our programs, um, they've all been, they were all created by nurses. Um, and the emphasis that we put in all of our education is to try and accommodate what a nurse um, in the real world might experience. And so for us, we know that 
life can happen. And so we try to build programs that are um, understanding of life. And so that's why our r and BSN Bridge program has the opportunity for a student to get granted the BSN at completion of the 120 credits required to get a bachelor's degree. And then they can continue on in the bridge program for their MSN and not skip a beat. So it's just a really good marriage of understanding what nurses go through, understanding life, and then also providing quality education for an RN to BSN program with the bridge. Okay, good. And I understand that this is only for nurses. It's not for other uh, modalities such as therapists or, or anything else. Okay. And Correct. I'm assuming that you can do part-time or full-time. You can take on as many courses as you want or as few. Yeah. So that's actually a really great question. Um, all of our students and all of our programs um, are essentially considered full-time. It's one class every eight weeks or, or a term. Um, so the, our, our terms are considered eight-week sessions. Um, as you're taking one class, that is considered full-time. Oh, okay. um, now, we also have competency-based education, which we call SimPath. And the SimPath is where you're placed into a four-month semester. Um, and that semester is also considered full-time, but you would take, um, the minimum we typically request our students to take is two classes in that term, uh, that semester. And the reason why is because um, if you take less than that, it's just not worth your time and money, right? So you could be taking a one, uh, one class for in eight weeks, or you could be taking one class in, in, in uh, uh, 12 weeks or 16 weeks. It doesn't really make, make sense. So the requirement for our SimPath program is that you take at least two classes, um, now, there are students, uh, the, the hard chargers out there who really want to take more than one at a time. Um, we do allow students to take more than one at a time. However, um, at all of our levels, we do recommend that they start with one class, um, mm -hmm. see how, they, how well they do, especially if they're doing the one class in an, in an eight-week term. If they're doing well and they perform well, they can speak to their student success advisor about adding and maybe doing two classes at a time. We have start dates at the BSN, with the RN to BSN and MSN um, levels every month. So some oh, wow. of our students will actually alternate, right? So if you're taking an RN to BSN class or an MSN class, you might start, for example, in April and then start another class in May so that every month you're finishing and starting a new class. And this way you're able to move through the program a little faster as well. Again, when students do that, they need to get special approval. I have to say that um, it's not like we, every student can do that. Um, but if you wanted to move through a program a little bit faster, that is an option available to you if you're not in the SimPath competency-based model. Okay. So there's two kinds of types of approaches they can do, either to shorten it up or take more at once. How much time do you give students to estimate? Like how much time do they have to dedicate per week on a degree? It definitely varies. Um, you know, we've built our programs across all of our uh, levels. So our NWSN, MSN, DNP, and in both learning modalities, you know, the traditional online one class every eight weeks or the SimPath so that it can be done um, within a, a busy person's, person's schedule, right? And so I have plenty of examples of students who are full-time, you know, parents. Um, one of our students works for a facility. Uh, she has five children. Uh, she did the RN to BSN MSN bridge and she completed both while working full time. Okay, um, and so it's, it's very achievable. Um, the typical time really depends on the student. It's hard to put an exact number on it. Um, but I would anticipate students, you know, spending anywhere between, you know, eight to 12 hours a week, uh, you know, depending on, you know, what level they're at, uh, what their what what learning modality they choose and what coursework or classes they may be in. Um, the other thing too is you know 
some nurses may have a lot of experience in some of these classes, right? And so they're going to be able to move through the, the programs a little bit quicker mm-hmm. because they have a lot of um, pre-existing knowledge they can leverage for these classes. Um, and some nurses may not have that. So just again, as you're going through the courses, be aware of your own um, experiential level and, and your learning capabilities to help you get a better judge of how long it might take. Fair enough. If somebody, most of our people are travelers, they're on the road, they, they're, they're not permanent. And the, a lot of them want to know if they have to actually go in for any classroom time. Are these a bit of both or are they 100% online? Yeah, all of our programs have 100% online coursework. Um, the RNBSN specifically has 100% online coursework uh, with no practice experience required. So that that portion of you know RNBSN is really simple to go through. Um, we also at the RNBSN level have virtual clinical simulations that are used. So for example, there's um, in the RNBSN program there is a, like a windshield assessment that a student might have to complete. They can do that in their own car and drive around their own neighborhood and use that for the assignment. But we also have something called Sentinel City and Sentinel Town. Uh, our virtual clinical simulations where um, it has a little, you know, virtual sim and they can hop on a bus and they can actually do um, their windshield assessment, you know, totally uh, in a virtual environment. And then at the MSN and the DNP levels, non-clinical, so non-nurse practitioner, um, all of the hours to be completed are practice hours. Um, and these can be done in a myriad of different ways. Um, and the faculty will work with the students as well as our student success advisors. Um, but the non-clinical setting, you can, you can complete your practice hours via Zoom. Um, you can complete your practice hours um, in a lot of different creative ways that make it more achievable for the student. Um, and, and we'll work with the students. And there's always a, a rubric and, and clear communication of what those requirements are for each session that you're going into, depending on your specialization um, at the MSN or the DNP level and things like that. The only thing that's required in terms of an in-person at this point is the clinicals. So if you're in a nurse practitioner program, there's clinical hour requirements for that. And you have to be uh, performing those clinical hours with an MD or an NP. So you have to be in a location completing that. But everything else practice hours wise um, can be done you know, virtually via Zoom. Some can be done in person. Sometimes you can use conferences for those practice hours. So there's a lot of flexibility on how you complete those practice hours at the MSN and the DNP level. Good. That, that was actually my next question is we have Travcon scholarships that we do every year and we give up to $10,000 out into different people doing any kind of advanced degree. And almost all of them are doing nurse practitioners. So I wanted to make sure that you do offer nurse practitioner because that's very popular for many people. We do offer nurse practitioner programs. They are only in select states. So again, if you're interested in that program, you're going to have to reach out to me or reach out to our admissions team to find out which states that that is. Um, But we have a family nurse practitioner program, a gerontological nurse practitioner program, and a psych uh, nurse practitioner program. So um, we we try to offer a, a wide array of the different NP options out there depending on, you know, where they want to take their career. Um, I will say the, the NP programs are, are challenging. You have didactic credits and you have clinical credits and you have to be aware of the clinical requirements for that. It, the clinical hours does range based on which program you're in between NP, um, like family NP to psych NP. So just be aware you might have different clinical requirements for that as well. Good to know. I didn't realize there was three specializations. I do have a friend that's 
decided to do nurse practitioner. And she said the psych side of things was in high demand. And so she's decided to go toward that and she'll find it. She's very interested in that area. Yeah, I think it's it's an exciting field. The, re the reason why we added the psych MP is because this is an in-demand um, yeah. uh, degree that, that nurses are really looking to get into. And there is a lot of opportunity, right? The, I mean, the family nurse practitioner was one of the first you know, NP programs that had been offered. And that's there's so much opportunity for nurses with the FNP, but the problem or the challenge, I guess, not the problem is that a lot of N FNPs have been uh, put out into the world because the FNP is the most common NP degree yes. you can find. And so um, as we, you know, we are American Sentinel College of Nursing is, um, is really tries to stay in tune with the needs of nursing and the needs of education for nursing. And the psych NP is, is a, a direct result of that. And we listen to our students and we listen to our partners to find out where need is. Mm -hmm. And we try to consistently develop degree opportunities to meet that need and stay um, advanced in where our students are trying to go. And there's got to be huge demand across the board. I mean, with, with, with physicians being super short, they're not just in hospitals and ERs and clinics, but now they're in the psych areas. That's, that's great. They're everywhere. Tell us a bit about, you said you had a business degree that you could also do from a bachelor's of nursing or, or from a diploma? Yeah, so it's actually, so we have an MBA in healthcare. So this is a little unique, a lot of MBA programs that are out there, but we actually offer a master's in business administration with an emphasis or a focus in healthcare. Um, and so all of the coursework that you'd be taking, instead of learning about you know, a, a, a manufacturing business in an MBA, you're actually learning about hospital businesses and the assignments and the coursework is all based out of healthcare. And so you're going to be getting direct experience and, and working on um, coursework that is direct to where you're actually employed, which is a, a really nice thing um, yeah. to have. It makes it easier to complete your capstone project. It makes it easier to pull your data for that. Um, so it just makes it a lot easier when you're getting your MBA if you are in healthcare. And the one thing that we did as well is we, um, in advisory councils, when we talk to students and, and, and we learn from nurses that are there or healthcare executives, um, we're constantly trying to evaluate need. And one of the things that we realized is that there's a lot of nurses out there who want to get their MSN. And, you know, American Central College of Nursing offers five specializations at the MSN level, uh, not okay. including the NPs. So we have um, MSN in education, uh, infection prevention and control, case management, leadership, um, and did I say informatics? Um, okay. I can't remember. Yes. There's five of them. Be the fifth. Yeah. So there's five of them. And I always forget though. I always forget one. It's, it's one of those I always forget, but we have those five specializations. And so what we've seen is that some nurses don't want to get the DNP. You know, that's not their, that's not where, as far as they're wanting to go. Um, you know, there may, they may not want to be a Dean of a, of a school. They may not want to be a CNO. That's just not what they see for themselves or their vision but they want to go into a leadership role. And what we've seen is that, you know, you can get the MSN in, let's say case management or infection prevention and control, or even leadership. Um, but you're going to be put in situations where you're, you're going to be needing to learn the healthcare business. And so what we did is we, one, created the MA, MBA in healthcare, but then we also created a bridge program. So if you're interested in getting your MSN and you also want an MBA, we can bridge those two programs together. Um, and it saves a whole lot of time uh, and, and money if you do that. So instead of taking four years to get two MSNs or, or two, you know, two master's level degrees in MSN and MBA, you actually can get both in three. Oh, and nice. so we, we make it a little bit faster, a little bit more affordable for the students and they're getting both degrees. Um, the other thing too, is if, for example, you already have 
an MSN and you want to get another MSN or you want to get an MBA, um, in some cases, you have to speak to an admissions advisor, but in some cases, we can actually transfer up to um, 18 credits for a 36 credit program. So almost up to half of the program. So in some instances, too, if you already have an MSN and you want to get an MBA, we may even be able to um, transfer up to 18 credits for that program. So we still make it achievable if you've already, you know, let's say you've, you've already gotten your MSN and now you're wanting to get in and learn about the business side of it, we can still make that easy for you. Nice. And I would imagine that would make you quite a bit more marketable. For some of the our students up- really love it. Um, honestly, you know, we hear from a lot of our partners and American Central College of Nursing and, and Post University as a whole is is really good about working and collaborating with our partners. Uh, and by partner, I mean, um, you know, we work with institutions in in understanding what their needs are and, and signing a mutually beneficial agreement. And a lot of this, you know, we offer reduced tuition rates and deferred tuition if they're using tuition reimbursement or you know any other options out there. We also um, have payment plans for paying and things like that. But the other piece to this is that we look and listen to the needs of that partner. And so uh, one of the things that we keep hearing is that, you know, like our, our nurses need executive presence. You know, they spent 20 years at the bedside and now they're in a leadership role that's requiring them to understand finance. That's uh, requiring them to understand, you know, team management, team leadership that they may not have gotten working at the bedside for so long. And so that's what the MBA offers. And it's a really unique in between for a nurse that maybe doesn't want to do the time or the, uh, the the investment in a DNP, but can get a second degree that will also benefit them and differentiate them when they're looking to get promoted or to move into different areas in healthcare. Very good point. I got to imagine that really kind of completes the whole circle. You've got the, the clinical side of it, and then to add the business side of it would be very useful, especially when so much of, of leadership is analyzing data, sort of trying to, you know, even for me in the ER, they, they look at the flow of the number of patients coming in and then adjust the staffing levels to that point with mid shifts and things like that. So really trying to eke out the, the most support for your staff with your patient flow is very much going to be a part of that. Absolutely. And the other thing is for the RN to BSN, MSN, and the MBA, we offer the SIMPATH learning option. So if, for example, you know, you've been a nurse for a long time, you have your MSN and you're really looking to get your MBA, you can use the competency-based model to move through the program a little bit faster, leverage the experience that you have. Um, it's a really innovative um, learning modality that we've created. Mm-hmm. The SIMPATH model allows you to leverage your own individual strengths from a, um, from a learning perspective. So whereas in a term-based, you know, the traditional online term-based model, which has been around forever, you know, different schools have different ways. Some of maybe six weeks or seven weeks and ours is an eight week, you know, traditional online model. Every week is a different module. So week, you know, in the, in the traditional sense, you know, every week you're moving through the program, you have a couple of discussion board posts, you have some assignments, some dedicated reading, and then you have to do like a paper or a quiz or something like that. The SimPath model, we essentially put you in a four month semester we assign you two classes and you move through those classes as fast or as slowly as you want. Um, and you can leverage your own learning style in a sense where instead of, if you're not, a, if you don't like to write, you don't have to complete a single assignment writing. You can do assignments through PowerPoint. You can do a video. Oh, okay. um, you could do an art project. Um, and what happens is for every single class, there's going to be a certain number of activities that you have to complete. It could range from four to nine or 10 activities. And each activity will give you a rubric, the expected learning outcomes, and then you can choose how you want to present the information to faculty to say you understand it. And so it's a really powerful way where 
For example, if you're a really good speaker, you could just sit in front of your camera after you've done your research and you you have your sources yeah. and you could explain what the outcomes are supposed to be for that activity. And a faculty member can review that and give you a grade for it gives, um, instead of having to write. That gives real flexibility on how you want to do your presentation. It really does. Uh, and the other exciting thing about our SIMPATH program is that we award a letter grade. Um, some of the CDE programs out there, the competency-based education um, offerings that are out there by other institutions, they award a pass-fail grade. And so if you did want to go on to a DNP and let's say your GPA doesn't meet their, their minimum requirements because it was a pass-fail across the board GPA, yeah. um, that could hinder you. Whereas with our CBE modeled SIMPATH, we do provide letter grades. And so a student is still, even though they're going through a competency-based education model, they're still giving themselves an opportunity to be competitive in applying for additional programs. Okay. Good to know. What can a traveler feel, what can a traveler expect as general tuition if they wanted to do say a BSN to an MSN? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, our standard pricing is really affordable and really flexible. Um, all of our pricing, by the way, and fees and everything, we're a very transparent organization. So you can literally just go to americansentinel.edu or post.edu and go to the nursing section. Perfect. And you can see a breakdown of every uh, cost per credit, but then you can also see all of the fees that you might be anticipated to pay. Um, additionally, another thing that we do with cost is um, if you apply, which doesn't cost anything, um, and you talk to an admissions advisor, what they're going to do is put together a degree plan for you, and they're going to show you the projected cost. And that is going to be good for 90 days. So if you want, you can shop around, you know, compare apples to apples to other programs, not only the, you know, the course requirements that you might have to take, but then also the costs. Um, and that's actually like a contract for us. That's kind of what we give you in writing to say for the next 90 days, this is exactly what it is. If, even if, um, you know, our tuition price change or something like that, because, you know, you applied and spoke to an admissions advisor, that is locked in for 90 days. And so like, you know, every now and then some institutions will change tuition prices on you midway through. We won't do that. Once you're in the program and you're paying a certain tuition rate, you're in that until you either are withdrawn or you graduate. And so there's some security there. That's, um, that's good security that, you know, it's not going to skyrocket midway through your you're Absolutely. Sick. Okay. Good. Yeah. And from an actual like dollars perspective, um, it really depends on which modality you choose, the term-based or the SIMPATH. Uh, at the R and the BSN level, um, students are going to be paying a, around 12000 for the term-based for the whole program. Mm -hmm. um, for, and that's, again, if you just go through course by course, you don't speed up or anything like that. It's just one course every eight weeks. Um, for the SIMPATH model, um, it depends on how many semesters it takes. At the R and the BSN level, um, our students typically complete in um, two terms or three terms. Those are the most common completion rates. Um, so again, this is all coming. These prices are all coming with an asterisk attached to them, and which is it's all dependent upon how fast yeah. you finish. Um, but if you did it in um, two terms, it could be as uh, affordable as uh, just under ten thousand. If you did it in three terms, it would be again around that twelve to to thirteen thousand range. And then our MSN programs uh, land just above the $16,000 range. So it's very affordable, especially if you do the bridge. Um, a lot of our students can complete both programs for under $20,000. Um, and again, the other thing is we partner with hundreds of institutions across the country. Um, and we're hoping to partner with TravCon as well, Travers Education Group, which means yes. that if we do, 
um, it, students would be eligible or, or, you know, anybody who's interested in our programs would be eligible for a 20% reduced tuition rate across the board, uh, regardless of programs. So 20% from RN to BSN, all the way to DNP, MBA, everything. Uh, and it makes it an incredibly affordable program when yeah. we have the partner tuition rate. So podcast listeners, you can look forward to that 20% partnership discount in a month or two. We'll have that all set up. We'll put it up on our website. You'll also be able to find Dan at the conference and he will have that ready for you. So if you're not ready to sign up until the conference, no problem. But we will put that available. So whenever you're ready, if you want to do a uh, advanced degree, that discount will be ready through Travcon. We also have, Travcon does their, their scholarships and you can apply and get one every year. So if your, your degree program spans two years or spans three years, you can get a scholarship every year to help that out as well. So sounds like there's a lot of good opportunities to make it affordable. And when I was shopping around for a degree, I was finding degrees for 20, 30,000. It was quite a bit. So really good to hear it's very affordable. It's still a lot of money, but in the big scheme of things, when you do it to compare other areas, it's very affordable. Absolutely. And the other thing too that we do and that I think is really innovative and really forward thinking is we have 0% payment pens. Um, so if you know the institution that you're working for, whether that's you know with the travelers group or you know, or your you know, your own travelers association, your travelers company that you work for that may offer tuition reimbursement or or, or tuition benefits. Or down the road, if you decide you want to work somewhere in a year, two, or three, they probably offer a tuition reimbursement amount. And what we'll do is uh, we'll work within that tuition reimbursement amount and the pay plans so that by the time you graduate, you have no debt. Um, you didn't accrue any interest on that debt. Um, and hopefully it's all planned out so everything is, is being paid for while you're going through it. Um, and the other thing that I, the, one of the most important things, and I've been doing this for about 10 years um, one of the most, most important things that I like to try and tell uh, any student in any program when they're shopping around, um, knowledge is power. And is. A, lot of, a lot of what you see, um, not just from an education perspective, but knowing when you're shopping around what these other schools are offering is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I know we have a great institution. I have to say that I work there, but I also know that because we're very transparent with our pricing and we're a very student forward and we always try to put all the information out there. Um, some schools, some institutions, they put their pricing like, hey, you can get this degree for X amount of dollars, but they don't include the fees or they don't include, you know, a realistic time frame to complete those kinds of things. So if you are interested in going back to school, whether it's with American Sentinel College of Nursing, Post University, uh, any school that's out there, I highly recommend that you pick a few schools that you like that have programs that are of interest to you and apply and get information, get a degree plan and actually have them put in writing the courses that would be required to graduate, the total cost to complete. This is the only way for you to effectively and efficiently compare apples to apples, because a lot of the marketing that you see out there and a lot of, you know, the, the TV ads and stuff like that, or even when you go to their websites, they're not actually painting the entire picture. Mm -hmm. So I highly recommend that you get something in writing to compare apples to apples. Uh, and really kind of get a good understanding of what you would be going into when you're making that kind of um, financial investment. That's good advice, Dan. Thank you. It really, you know, get them to sign it out, get them to lay it out so you don't have any surprise costs later on. Absolutely. I'll make sure to put your website notes, uh, links in our notes below. And is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up this session? 
No, just reach out to me if you have questions. Um, even if you're not interested in American Sentinel, if you have general education questions, um, you know, our culture is very much a culture of support uh, and information. Um, if we don't have a program that you're interested in, uh, I might know somebody at a different school that does. Yeah. Um, and I would love to put you in contact. Um, you know, so feel free if you have any questions, whether it's, you know, interest in our programs or interest in another education program, um, or want information on what a school should provide to you in a in a degree plan or something like that, feel free to communicate with me. I have, um, I'm more than happy to help at any, any stage, just email me. And I'm sure Michelle, you'll put my email out there somewhere if they can find it. I certainly will. You'll also be able to find Dan at TravCon and he won't be the only university at TravCon. We've already got two universities signed up for this year. So you've got options out there. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out to share your uh, offerings with the travelers and the listeners. Thank you so much. And we'll look forward to seeing you at TravCon. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at TravCon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.